to be inspired through authentic conversations that is sure to be on everyone's lips. Welcome, everyone, to episode 18 of On Everyone's Lips. We are so happy you guys chose to listen to us. My name is Monique Nose, a.k.a. Mo. My name is Lindsay J. And my name is Chelsea Jade, and we are the ladies of OEL. This topic stems from a recent episode of The Real that spoke on how women can expand their dating pool. Here's a listen to the topic. According to a 2010 Pew Research Center report, black women are the least likely group of women to marry, especially outside of their own race. That's right. According to sociologist Cheryl Judice, one solution might be for black women to start considering dating outside of their race, which obviously for us is pretty common here. But I think... She's not specifically speaking. <laughs> it's true. I heard that yeah. Yeah. we all are in relationships. We all are in relationships yeah. that are interracial. That is so yeah. crazy. Okay, so she says that black women typically don't do this because of historical tensions, obviously, and that uh, specifically with white men, but she's not just speaking about white men, she's also speaking about. What do you guys think about dating now, and what are your personal experiences? Have, have you guys, either one of you guys, ever dated? Outside of your race. Well, Mo, I know you have. Yes, I have. Right. And Chelsea, you haven't. I have not. Neither have I. <laughs> so what do y'all think about this, This what they're saying? I saw that clip as well um, on The Real. And um, I agree. I do think it, it opens up the dating pool to give you more choices. Um, and I don't I don't have any problem with it. I have no problem with interracial dating, keeping your options open. And um, as I said before, I've dated outside of my race and and it was a great experience. And I, I met someone who um, I clicked with. We got along. And for me, it had nothing to do with race. It was just simply the fact that I met him and, you know, we both were attracted to each other and it became a relationship. And the only the only issue that I have when it comes to interracial dating is when people put down their own race as a reason for them dating outside of their race. Right. That's the only that's the only issue I have with that. You know, I I feel that, of course, you may have had a bad experience with someone of your same race, but dating one person is not. They're not the whole entire race, you know, so mm-hmm. I, I, I like for people to separate the experience from the race because at the end of the day, you know, we're all, you know, we're all humans. You have an experience with the male, you have experience with the female and, you know, we all have different traits and quirks and you can find that in any race, anything. Right. So that's, that's where, that's the only issue I have with it is just. I don't like when you put down your own race when you're as a reason for dating outside of your race. What about you, Charles? I personally, I feel like I just wouldn't be comfortable. Um, and not saying that's speaking for dating Caucasians. Um, it's not, I've never really been attracted. No one Asian has ever been. Have, but do you <laughs> think you would feel comfortable around like an Asian Probably or Latina not. or Latino? Or- I don't know. Maybe, maybe Latino. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've never been attracted to anyone Asian. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have a crush on a on a Caucasian guy before, mm-hmm. and he wasn't like one of those black uh, like black white guys mm-hmm. right. that needed yeah. to be cool. He was just a regular, you know, white guy. But it just was weird. It was awkward. Like right. it was. I knew I couldn't be comfortable. So I don't know. I have not dated. I don't um, see myself dating outside of my race. What yeah. about you, Lindsay J? I feel the same way. I mean, I, as Chels, I I don't see myself dating outside of my race. And like I said, I could be ignorant to it. I just, like I said, I don't feel like I would be comfortable. There's certain things that I do that I feel, um, I guess, quote, unquote, um, I feel are just black. Like, I just, I just can't see myself, you know, being around and being comfortable. But, and also there's really hasn't been anyone that has attracted me outside of my race as much as, you know, I'm not saying I haven't thought that um, there have been other races that are attractive. Like, you know, I've had I used to love me some Leonardo DiCaprio, um, you know, but nobody that I've seen in person that I've, 
been attracted to. Um, but yeah, I mean, when I see myself getting married, if I see myself expanding my family, it was, it's always been my thought of being with a black man. Um, I guess I'm just loyal to the soil. I don't know. <laughs> I just, yeah. I don't know. I, it's something special just about dating your own, your yeah. own. But I'm not against it. I'm not against anybody else having interracial dating. I agree with you, Mo, that I don't think that you should talk down on your own race, but we do. It's a real thing in the community, in our black community. Um, and I'm not going to say that I'm excluded from that. I've said things, you know, there's been certain things that I've thought or thoughts that I've thought, um, you know, about dating my race or whatever. And those have just been my experiences. And that's because that's all I can speak on because that's all I've dated. Mm-hmm. Now, if I've dated outside of my race, maybe I can have some experiences to talk about with those other races as well. Like, you know, because I have had friends that have dated outside of their race and they may have said some things like, oh, you know, whatever. But I haven't had that experience. So mm-hmm. I can only speak on where I'm coming from, you know, right. where I, you know, what I'm coming from. And I think, you know, we, we had a conversation with some interracial um, relationships where we talked with um, black women who have been in, or who are in uh, interracial relationships with a white man. And they spoke on their experiences um, and I just think that's just what it was. It was their experience from what they've dated. But we got to break out of the generalization. I can't wait for you guys to hear the interview. I'm pretty sure we're going to have lots of opinions. Yes. And the views and opinions expressed in the interview don't necessarily <laughs> agree with everyone here. Us, the, us three ladies here. Yeah. I just want to put that out there. But um, it, it everything that you're going to hear, it comes from a real place. Each person spoke from their experience. So, yeah, just just be open and to hear this conversation. No hard feelings. No bashing anyone. It's just a conversation. All right. Let's jump into it. The title of today's show is Interracial Couples. Is love really blind? In this episode of OEL, the ladies discuss interracial dating. We talk to real-life interracial couples and hear their stories about the challenges they face, lessons they have learned about each other, and differences between cultures and the effects it can have on relationships. Sit back, relax, and enjoy some juicy conversation that is sure to be on everyone's lips. So today we have three couples joining us who are in their own interracial relationships. Our first guest is someone who is near and dear to me. It's my best friend, Walisha, and her fiancé, John. They have been together for a year and just recently got engaged, so congratulations. They are currently planning a wedding and plan to be married by the end of 2020. Please welcome Walisha and John to the show. Welcome, guys. Hi. (laughs) Our next couple has been together for nearly a decade. They have two young children, a boy and a girl. Joanne and Richie started their relationship in an unconventional way, but they'll tell us more about that today. Welcome to the show, Joanne and Richie. Hello, everyone. Hello. (laughs) And our third couple is Camille and Jeff. They have been together for eight and a half months. They are both artists here in the DMV area. Camille is a singer and songwriter, and Jeff is a cinematographer. (laughs) Hey, guys. Hey. Hey. Welcome, you all. We're so happy that you are joining us, as we mentioned earlier. So to open up the show, I just wanted to uh, start with a landmark case that actually happened in Virginia. It's the case of Mildred and Richard Loving. Mildred is a, a black woman, and Richard is a white male. And they were married back in the 1960s and actually were they were arrested um, for their interracial relationship. And so this opened up a whole case, and it's been more than 50 years. This case went to the Supreme Court, where they invalidated laws banning interracial marriage in the U.S. In the Supreme Court, the laws that prohibited interracial marriages were unconstitutional. And so this this case, they won the case. They banned the fact that they couldn't be married. And so this opened up a new day of interracial relationships. And it's just hard to believe that this was just 50 years ago that this was an issue. But today, interracial relationships are very common. According to Pew Research, about 17% of new marriages and 20% of cohabitating relationships are interracial and interethnic. About one quarter of Americans have, have a close relative who are in a interracial marriage. So this is very good information, and um, 
just happy that those laws were banned. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's get right started talking to our couples. We're so happy you guys uh, chose to join us. So let's get started off with Camille and Jeff. How did you guys meet? And is this the first interracial relationship that you guys have uh, been in? Uh, We met on the app called Hinge, similar to Tinder, but a little bit better looking, I guess. A little classier. (laughs) A little classier. Um, This is not either of our first interracial relationships, no. Okay, okay. And uh, Walisha and John, why don't you guys tell us how you guys met, and is this your first interracial relationship? Um, We met at work. John was my supervisor, and this is both of our first interracial relationship. Okay. And Joanne and Richie, how about you guys? How did you guys meet, and is this your first interracial relationship? It is not for either of us. Uh, we met on, uh, well, mine was a ski trip. Hers was a business trip to Canada. And I was celebrating my divorce. She was uh, looking for business. We happened to be in the same hotel room, uh, same hotel. And we were down in the, lo- in the bar when we met each other. So, uh, yeah, it was a crazy beginning. Yeah. Uh, but, no, it wasn't the first one for either of us. What attracted you guys to them? So we'll, um, I guess we'll go ahead and start off with Camille and, and Jeff first. What attracted you guys to each other? Whichever. Well, one. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry. I guess when you're on an app, you know, the first thing you look at is the picture. So obviously yes. I thought he was handsome. And then he wrote something in his profile that I resonated with. And I knew that he looked like an artist and he said he was a cinematographer, photographer. So I knew we would have the same kind of creative brain. So that was worth it for me to give it a shot. But yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, Camille. She, um, I think you liked one of my pictures on Hinge. Oh, it was my hair. I think. I yeah, yeah. Some, uh, you remember what it some was? Some braids. Yeah. Yeah, some braids. In my hair. She liked it, and you know, she looked wholesome and interesting, and she had some stuff like astrology <laughs> in her apartment. Uh, her, uh, profile that was, you know, interesting. Um, and then I think you know, as, as I met her and time went on, um, we have uh, really. Uh, kind of diametrically opposed uh, personalities, which I think is really great in really complimentary ways. Um, and yet at the same time, we both, we're both artists and we both hold down sort of stable, uh, like nine normal five. nine to five yeah. jobs. So mm-hmm. like our schedules line up and, you know, we have these sort of different skill sets and different, you know, opposite interests with, uh, that I think makes for a, yeah. an interesting dynamic. They come together so, well, yeah. Nice. All right. And so, Walisha and John, you know, we got to get into you guys on. So, Walisha, why don't you tell us and, and John tell us what attracted you guys to each other, even though I already know because Walisha tells me everything. <laughs> but, John, I will never tell. <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> um, well, I think for me, it was more so because he was my supervisor and I thought he was kind of dominating at the time. And Come to find out we both are Leo. So it was kind of like we we just had that combative relationship. And I kind of just thought he was more of um, aggressive. I guess that's what it was. But come to find out he's not. <laughs> and what about so, you, John? I, uh, I really like that we both like messing around with each other, like joking around. And that's kind of what made me attracted to her. Because, you know, I've, I'm pretty funny. Well, I think I'm funny. I'm probably not really funny. <laughs> But uh, I like that, you know, she's always joking around with people and she loves messing with people. And I, that's really what made me attracted to her. Okay. Nice. Um, and what about you, um, Joanne and, and Rich? What what attracted you guys to each other? Oh, I I actually was the first one to talk to Richie. He, he had just run a marathon, so he was really looking very... <laughs> so, um... It was funny enough, it was his hair. I, I saw him from the back and I, I wanted to find out if that was his hair. And, and I walked up to him and then saw his eyes. They were kind of very kind of eyes. So I that was really the beginning. And now uh, it was physical. I'll, I'll admit she was about two sheets to the wind at the time. Maybe one and a half sheets. So she had no inhibition about approaching me. And um, no, that was good because... I kind of took her attention with a grain of salt. I thought, I'm definitely punching above my weight class right now. <laughs> so I'm going to see how this goes. And uh, 
and fortunately she was sincere and a sweetheart and mm-hmm. it just developed from there uh, because we were in a different country from our own home country you don't think he's gonna go anywhere from that so you were just pretty much just having fun yeah, you we know and long distance relationship for a while and then uh made it more serious and uh we can go into more detail i just just don't know how much detail you want in backstory so well yeah how long were you guys long distance before you you were you came into the same long distance right off um soon immediately after because we 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 pretty much you know oh they want numbers so it was (laughs) about nine months long distance as long as it took us to have a a first son Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, uh, so I was working IT so I could work remotely. So I moved to Nigeria and lived there for four years. Oh, wow. Okay. And, uh, you know, she was a self made woman in a patriarchal society. She had her own IT company. And uh, so we started working together, trying to, you know, hustle in, in Africa. And once it came time to transition back to States, she packed up and moved over here with me and we've been here for about four years now and it's uh there were some tumultuous times i won't lie yeah Uh, but um getting into the the topic at hand you really need to know the person and how to communicate with them the racial component really uh, doesn't matter too much at all i think it it was the racial part and eventually was you stopped seeing him you know like different right yeah i'm not special after a certain point (laughs) (laughs) it's like it's another one of those men so i have to yeah i have to do my job to to carry my weight so absolutely love it and um so i know that um camille and jeff you guys mentioned that this was not your first interracial um relationship so in the past um has either one of you guys ever had any like any hesitations about dating a different race and and how did your family feel when you first brought you know a different race around each other were they open and accepting to that uh yeah my mother is very accepting and she kind of instilled in me you know to see people as human beings you know try to get to know the human behind whatever the artifice is um, my only issue with, you know, I'm an equal opportunity dater, as I say, so I've had same race relationships, interrace relationships. Uh, but the only thing that kind of confronted me in dealing with interracial relationships is I wasn't sure if other people who weren't black men found, found black women attractive <laughs> or like what the, like they would come up and talk to you or like, do I have to initiate it? What negative stereotypes are they associating with? And so that kind of like uh, was a bit of a chip on my shoulder, but I think, you know, actually like online dating kind of accelerated the pace at which people can meet others. And so I could, I found even though I had those opinions about I wouldn't be attractive, I would always, you know, f- open up my pool and find people, you know, who, who didn't care about the race thing and cared more about, like, who I was and, like, thought I was a- attractive regardless. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, so um, I'm actually, I'm from Boston originally, uh, or, well, a small suburb of Boston, and, you know, it's 97% white suburb, and so growing up I wasn't really around um pretty much of anybody that, that wasn't Caucasian. Um, so, you know, I didn't so much have a racial preference at that point. It's just the people that were around me. And I was in high school and I was super dorky and I wasn't getting anybody's attention regardless. But then I moved to the DMV for a job. <laughs> and, uh, um, you know, just everyone around me, um, you know, it was, obviously it's a much more diverse area. So my parents do, do uh, accept it. Um, I've dated uh, several black women, uh, and they've, you know, had had no issue with it, which is nice. They are um, sort of older Catholic conservatives, um, but as such, they're very kind people and have really had you know no issue you know with that. Um, definitely, I think in the beginning for for me, um, you know, uh, there there are you know uh, some cultural and, and lifestyle differences. Um, that, you know, at first I think maybe caused, uh, friction, um, not with Camille, but, you know, uh, you know, one of the, the previous relationships, um, 
but after that, I mean, you know, this, you know, we met, it wasn't, you know, our first fruit yeah, group signing. Pretty, pretty seamless. It's, it's, <laughs> it's been kind of a non-factor, like the fact that like we're interracial, I don't. It doesn't it, bother us. I think yes. it might bother other people. Yeah. <laughs> but it's been, yeah, yeah, it hasn't, it hasn't, I think that, you know, the more interesting things about our relationship have to do more with, you know, Being our artist, artistry yeah. and, and, and yeah. sort of, you know, mental health challenges that we both, you know, deal with like those things, mm-hmm. but it just happens that we are opposite. Colors. Colors. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, once you've dated outside of your your race, you know, when you get into another relationship like that, it's it's like a non, you don't even think about it. Yeah. It just, you know, yeah. but I, I think your first experience is more, but then once you get past the first experience, because, you know, I've dated outside of my race, it um it's like, you don't even see it. Like other people may see it, but you don't really see it. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Walisha and John, what about you guys? Is this, um, I know you guys mentioned this is your first um, interracial relationship. And did you guys have any hesitations about dating outside of your race? And how is your fa- how have your families been? Um, are they accepting of this? Well, as far as hesitation, I will say, um, yes, when I was younger, I had hesitation. Um, as Lindsay know, we grew up in a predominantly white area. So I have always been attracted to white men. But my family, uh, my extended family used to, you know, crack jokes on me and stuff like that. So I kind of suppressed that. Mm-hmm. And I decided to, you know, stay dating black men, even right. though necessarily that wasn't I've always been attracted to just what I was attracted to. Um, and so once I got older and got my own mind, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to do whatever happens. But Previously, I was with, a, you know, a black man for a long period of time. So that wasn't able to happen. And once that relationship freed up, I was able to go the route that I wanted to go. Right. Um, my family, I will say my extended family, when I was younger, mm-hmm. they would say things. My extended family would say things. My mom never said anything. My mom is kind of just to be honest, she feels as though I should find who I love. So she feels as though I should just find love wherever I find love. So my mom's okay with it. Um, My extended family, when I was younger, they tried to give me crap about it. But I have have so many mixed um, people in my family now to where now it's just like it's the norm. Right. John? I I didn't really have hesitation at all. Um, I kind of grew up like Jeff. You know, I was, my area was mainly, you know, white people. So I'd I'd been attracted to black people before, but never actually dated them. Um, because like him, I was seen as a nerdy people and a lot of people just never talked to me. Um, my, my family, they just want me to do what I want to do. Uh, they're pretty open to whatever they know. I'm going to do what I want to do. Um, if I love somebody, I love somebody. If they hate them, they can hate them. Um, but they, you know, they're pretty open. They care about anything. They just mainly want me to be happy and you know, however I want to be happy is how I want to be happy. So and that's really good because that's yes. we don't really see that a lot sometimes. You know, sometimes families are not always accepting. So hearing Willisha's side, that comes from a real space, like you said, um, having that, you know, some people might not want you to be in a relationship like that. And some sometimes people are accepting. Um, so that's, you know, a real a real thing. What about Joanne and Richie? Um, I grew up in Africa, so it wasn't, I didn't know that I, you know, that I liked, you know, um, white guys until it happened, you know, so I think it was my, the first white guy that I dated, I just, I liked the experience outside, it, it felt different, so it kind of made me, you know, just want more of that, so I realized I was more attracted to them, and I liked the way, you know, the relationship was, so, um, I started looking out for it, you would say, <laughs> um, preferring, you know, um, a different race. Uh, for my my parents, m- my family, it wasn't really a case of them wanting it or being against it. It was more like the person, how the person made me feel. Am I happy with him? Um, when Richie, um, my mom met Richie, she she loved him and it was, it wasn't really, <laughs> it wasn't really about the race. It was just the person. So yeah, she was very accepting of him and, um, went from that. Yeah. On my end, um, although I was born in Oklahoma, uh, moved to Texas, spent my formative years there in the deep South. I honestly, I n- never experienced any kind of racial clash like that. 
whether it was in my experiences with uh, classmates, which uh, the first interracial couple I'd ever seen was when I was living in Texas, um, or whether it was in my own home, my mother, my, my family, my extended family. I never, I never saw any of that. Um, I do know that I was attracted to a little girl named Erica Bryant in first grade. Yeah, she was black. And um, I, I've had proclivities, you know, predispositioned towards uh, women of color from an early age. I lived in Dallas and Buffalo and uh, Pittsburgh. I was in uh, the rougher side of the of the city. So I had a lot of uh, minority friends and I it, we never thought anything of it. And so uh, while, it, while it's one thing to say race didn't play a part, you didn't see race, I actually did see race because I did have a preference. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. Yes. And so it didn't play a part in the sense that I wasn't going to preclude anyone. I was just going to gravitate towards someone. Right. My first wife was white. And so... I, I, I do have an understanding of, you know, the, the breadth and scope of the, the, the women. And, and I've learned that they're all different. You're not going to be able to pigeonhole any one race. Exactly. And so uh, once once I realized that my my long, silky hair and my green chimeric eyes, they don't play so well with the white demographic. I can get I can get more airtime and I can punch above my weight class with uh, with with women who care about that, you know. And so, I wholeheartedly agree. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I appreciate it. So, so for for me, for my from my side, it it, it was never an issue. No, I never had a negative influence growing up. So. And they, my, my family loved her. Um, I, my sister said I was crazy because I was moving to Nigeria, but not for her, not about her, just the, you know, the just prospect of you being, just pack up and leave. Exactly. And, but she had a positive impact, um, on my family. They, they loved her, welcomed her, at least in the beginning. Uh, until <laughs> well, now there's in, in any lengthy relationship, you're going to have strife, right? Yeah, differences in personalities. Yes, in, yes. In, my personality that's not a relationship. It's not, subtle, it's not subtle at all. So I can understand, you know, mm-hmm. if they understand different, and then they meet this person, like, whoa, yeah. you know, you're going to catch your breath because yeah. now he's gone off talking to her on the phone. You're actually, you know, seeing her, and you know, you're. It, sometimes it doesn't go down easy. You get what I mean? So it's yeah. It so does. over time, but right but now the pendulum has swung back into a good place. So that's good. That's good. Yeah. So, good stuff. So has the predispositions of each other's races changed since you've been in a relationship? We'll start with Camille and Jeff. You mean like our preconceived notions of the other yes. race? Um. No. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I mean that it's a loaded question it's a loaded answer like no for both good things and for bad things you know it's just like there's there's kernels of wonderfulness in every single human being and there's kernels of ignorance in every single human being and mm-hmm. i found that to be the same across the board for everybody yeah uh same yeah same answer for me um uh even with, I guess, the first person that I dated, the, the first woman of color that I dated, um, I was certainly, you know, ignorant about many things. But I guess it was, I, I would, I don't know that I ever actively or consciously thought, oh, because she's black, she will likely act like this or mm-hmm. have these expectations or whatever. Um, you know, it was just, you know, with the time I realized, oh, wow, I don't know anything about this and this and this. And, you know, uh, it was sort of humbling to, uh, you know, be exposed to, you know, a completely different, you know, culture, I guess. Um, yeah. And then by the time he got to me, <laughs> I guess he was 
<laughs> he was pretty well, I don't want to say well-conditioned, but he knew about things. And that even small <laughs> it takes me a day to wash my hair. And, like, he gets that. I was familiar and I don't with have to explain that yes. to him. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have to explain why I'm wearing a bonnet. And so I, I take... Yes. I, I take... <laughs> and I guess in, like, someone who hadn't been exposed previously, it would be, like, this huge learning curve that I would have to keep explaining, like, my blackness. But I don't have to do that with him, so... Yeah, which is nice because... I feel like that cut out a lot of yeah. You know, we could just get straight to getting to know each other as humans and artists yeah, and yeah. you know. So yeah, yeah. I, yeah. It's good. <laughs> Walisha and John. Walisha, you got to tell John why you wearing a bonnet. <laughs> yes, I do. Actually, I'm laughing because that I'm John's first black woman. He knows absolutely nothing. Yeah, so absolutely nothing. It's a big learning That's curve real, over here. <laughs> <laughs> I have to walk him through daily, like, okay, this is, you know, this is what black people do, okay? <laughs> but, but you know what? The fact that John is so open makes everything so much easier because he's willing to learn. So it makes everything just a lot easier for me to be able to explain because he's not, he doesn't have a guard up. And so right. he's willing to learn. So then it makes me be like able to be like, hey, okay, like right now we're watching Dear White People. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, take notes because, you know, <laughs> you need to know some of these things. Right. And, and, um, but I'll say that my predisposition hasn't changed of the white race or anything like that. Like I have been around white people my whole life. I, I work with white people. I totally understand. The only thing now is that he is immediately in my life and we're going to have kids together and so I do worry about like is he going to be able to raise a black kid that's the only thing that kind of because you know I try to explain to him like hey you know no matter what happens you are going to have a black kid I don't care like what you look like your kid is going to be black right so I that is my only fear in this whole situation is you know especially if we have a son like what are you going to tell your black son because you know he is going to be a black man he's not going to be a mixed man he's not going to be a white man he's going to be a black man so that's you know kind of the only thing that I can say that you know kind of scares me or alarms me now and that's very real that's very real so that's coming from a real space and what about you um, Joanne and Rich well um, in truth uh, I guess some preconceived notions were were altered, but not in the way I expected them or you might expect. Um, all of my experience up to up until Joanne was with Black Americans, and uh, I learned very quickly that Black American is not the the same as African American mm-hmm. uh, and straight African in this case, because mm-hmm. uh, that's what she was, straight African. There's a lot of the the history and the the life experiences that she would never have been exposed to and she wasn't exposed to. And uh, conversely, things that she did have to go through that a typical black American would not. And so I and I would venture to say that even now is still I'm still learning. Uh, there'll be little nuggets of truth that come that bleed through. Um, but I had to learn that you 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 can't take anything for granted, and you shouldn't anyways with anybody you have. But I could not rely upon what I had learned up until that point to carry me through the experiences that I was having with her and, and living in her world. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, it does. And and so I'll give you an example. Um, our daughter is five years old and uh, our daughter and son, they, they're both very light skinned, uh, beautiful, lovely children. I see them as my mixed babies, my, my lovely children. She sees them as white babies. And I know that the whole of the United States sees them as black babies. Mm-hmm. That's because we and, understand we, we, up until I came to the U S I didn't, I'm still learning, you know, and every day, like you said, you don't take things for granted. What you don't know, you don't know. Um, back in Africa, we didn't understand the dynamic, you know, the race different, how strong it is, you know, for the Americans. For We just see you guys as just, you know, Americans. You know, being here and living here, I see there's a, 
not just that, you know, you have white and you have black and there is, you know, that difference. And whether I like it or not, you know, I am already, you know, profiled, you know, as a particular, you know, color, but it wasn't, it wasn't so much like that. So I'm having to learn that. And did it alter, you know, my attraction for that race? No, but it, you know, I learned new things. I'm learning new things and I'm knowing, you know, new things as, as we go. Um, um, I see my kids as different race because they're never going to be, see, that's the thing in, in, in the U.S., you know, a mixed skin is considered black. <laughs> um, but we see them as mixed, oh, different don't. race, you know, just they're mixed. They're not black and they're not white, you know. But here I am being made to understand, you know, that, you know, they're black, you know. So it's those kind of things you're learning that, you know, as you go. So I, I think that's probably a different topic. But, yeah, you know, it can get pretty heady. Pretty it, it's different. We've had we've had this conversation. You know, we are both trying to understand it. You know, like because I see it differently, but just because I see it that way doesn't mean that's what it is. You know, because it is what it is for me. But you know, the outside world and every other person, you know, sees it different. You know, so you you have to deal with that. You have to understand that, and you also have to understand that while you you I mean, like a small space of my own, you know, as well. Being an African, I'm an African. You know, right. being African, you're in that space of your own, and it's difficult to communicate it because you know. But but it's different, and we're we're still learning. Yeah, like my daughter, she. She um, gravitates towards the the long straight blonde hair, the the uh, anything that might align with daddy. She's she's very affixed with. She's very attuned to, and and my son gravitates towards towards mommy, mommy. And I just see I see it as you know my daughter's Richie's Eowyn's favorite, you know, she's she, daddy's you know, little girl, mama's little, boy, things like his, that. And I see it that way, yeah. but I, I, that's not what I'm told or what Richie sees it as. Well, Richie I'm sees not, it as gravitating to us. Yeah. The different race. I've recently started thinking about it more, you know, how do we now help these children come up in a, a society in a balanced, where you know, they may not balance. be the way they see themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, if my daughter sees herself as daddy's, little girl she's she sees herself as white and she's not accepted that way what kind of uh, impact would that have on her uh, how do we accommodate for that maybe ensure that there's a, a balance that that comes from her her rearing you know her tutelage and so she can adjust accordingly i don't want her to though i don't want that concept that you have to adjust in order to fit in at all and uh, i'm but i as a father i'm concerned about how Will she, how, how will, and my son as well, but how will they make it? How will they, you know, uh, and you know, I, I, it's the words don't really come very right. easily, I especially at the recent Yeah, we understand. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're just having this conversation very recently. Yeah, so it's, it's all new for us. He's still formulating all of that concept. I see, I have a completely different you know, um, perspective in it. And again, I understand this is not the, you know, the topic we're talking about, but I, I think it's more enriching the individual as a person, mm-hmm. you know, while still appreciating the environment that you live in, you know, because you can't be able to, you can't fit in and please everybody. You just cannot do that. Yeah, if you know who you are, if you know who you are as an individual and as a person, it helps you better. It helps you navigate whether you're here or wherever, but Yes. Well, short, short answer long. There you go. Uh-huh. I think I think the main thing is I think the main thing is is that they know that they are the best of both worlds, you know. They are Absolutely. the best of both worlds. See, that's it. Exactly. Yep. yep. And John, I skipped over you. I'm sorry. I, f- I forgot to ask you. What about you, John? Has your predispositions of of the other race changed since you've been in a relation an interracial relationship? No, not really. I just know I have a lot to learn as, you know, we kind of talked about. I know really nothing about anything really so i i wouldn't say it's changed it hasn't changed or it hasn't stayed the same not yet in a way (laughs) (laughs) he said it's changing uh so has your past disappointments like with dating your own race um did it lead you guys to date outside your race 
or it's just something like at attraction, something that like what is it? Like what attracted you? Like is it something just normal for you? Are you asking us? Camille, yeah, Camille. Camille oh, sorry, sorry. Um, yeah, nothing my mom did ever preempted me to date one way or another. Uh, she's pretty, you know, open, like I said, pretty viewing the world from a more spiritual perspective, which is... Uh, well, no, more better. so for you, like past disappointments from like maybe a past relationship or something uh, like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we got, the, we got the transcript of questions beforehand and I was trying to think of... If I've had like a bad relationship because of someone's race or because that person just sucks <laughs> and that didn't happen. It's usually just because we grow apart because something that is intrinsic to that human is too, too much friction for me. We couldn't make it last. Yeah. Um, for me, um, you know, uh, I kind of went through a couple of, sort of big life changes sort of all at once. So like I moved to the DMV uh, for work um, and I was like 21 um, and, you know, also, obviously, the, the sort of cultural and uh, diversification of, <laughs> of, the, uh, of, of the area. So um, I think maybe some of my observations, you know, I, I don't know if I could distinguish them as being, oh, like, this is, this is how black women have been versus this is how people at this stage of life, 20-something-year-old on their own, as opposed to awkward high school kids, you know? Um, so, yeah, so I don't know that I... I so, so with that said, I guess, you know, my admittedly uh, maybe skewed perspective, um, I guess the black one did seem like they have a better uh, head on their shoulders, more grounded, Mature. better sense of values. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that maybe the... You know, the the average uh, black woman has, or black person has, has had more, you know, uh, yeah, more, face more adversity. Um, and, you know, diversity, I think, builds character and gives perspective. And so if you've, you know, how to deal with those kinds of things earlier in life, you know, you're going to grow up sort of quicker. Um, so there's that. Um, also, just, you know, just being you know, uh, just different than myself. You know, again, I grew up in this really white, really just uppity, you know, area, and just anything different that, you know, is, is uh, you know, not, yeah, nice. Um, <laughs> uh, I think that, and not, I don't want to generalize, you know, of course, everyone's different, but uh, in my experience, the, the, white women that I have in the past maybe had been attracted to or that I've seen in the world um, generally seem to be attracted more to upside down Dorito shapes uh, you know <laughs> yeah you know gym rats that wear chinos and sparrows and salmon shorts uh, and I'm not that uh, at all um, and so I've, I, I found that frankly being in the DMV um Black women are way more attracted to me than white women are or any other ethnicity. Uh, and I think that they seem to be more accepted or appreciative of my sort of, I don't say if I'm blind personality, yeah. but my, you know, I'm kind of weird. Uh, and they seem to appreciate that. Um, and also just piggybacking off of that, I don't want to uh, stay too long here, but something that someone else said triggered a thought in me. And I do remember uh, dating, even dating around black men in my last relationship where my more spiritual and like weirdo hobbies would like be like a point of contention. So I'd be like, oh, you're a Leo, you're a Cancer, that's why you're behaving this. And I'm actually an astrologer. And in my past relationships with black men, they would be like, that's stupid, you know, it's only Jesus Christ, it's my loyalty. You know, it's just, yeah. and it's just like this whole like confluence of religion and like what that means to the black community, which I completely respect. But I would always just get pushed back for being just a little bit left of center. And I feel like specifically with Jeff, I don't really get that at all. <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah. would you would you consider yourself like the awkward that uh, the awkward black girl or? Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Absolutely. you know, 
know, that's funny that you say that because Walisha and I have had conversations about that, like, about like the openness or something sometimes when, um, you know, when we've talked about different relationships um, with black men being open to those, like you said, those type of things, you know, astrology and things like that. Or maybe sometimes like uh, being more open to explore and things like that. And that's not all to generalize, but just those experiences, just being open to that. So. You know, definitely um, hearing you guys speak on that, you know, it's definitely. Yeah, yeah. Definitely um, nice to know that someone else has had those thoughts before, you know. Yes, I previously have dated um, black men and I necessarily don't like their perspective on a lot of different issues. Um, So I kind of wanted to just try something different. Just to maybe get away from, I guess, the negative thoughts or whatever you can say that it comes with being with a black man. Um, so I, w- I would say, yes, my me dating black men in the previous relationships has made me kind of want to never go back. I mean, I've, I've only dated white women, but I wouldn't say that's like I've had bad, bad relationships or anything from that. Um, I look at more what's like inside of a person than what's outside so it's not like I, you know, just because I dated white women, that's all I'm attracted to, or I never had like a bad experience that now that I'm with her, I'm like, oh, you know, that explains this or that explains that. I think um, I just definitely like, I feel like I've grown up more now that I've been with her than, you know, previously. So I'm not sure if that has anything to do with race or anything, or, you know, maybe she's just making me more grown up. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't say disappointment. I would say it, it, it wasn't disappointment because I don't think one single person, you know, would determine how every other, you know, person of that race, you know, would be. So, no, it wasn't because I was disappointed. It was more because I had a different experience, you know, with the first white guy that I dated and I kind of liked it. And um, it made me gravitate towards that, you know, so... It wasn't disappointment, just preference, because I preferred it. Um, yeah, I wasn't disappointed either. It, I grew up on hip hop and and well, I guess what you would consider black culture, listening to um, uh, Janet Jackson or uh, Macy Gray or India Iree. I would I I quickly found the beauty in women of color. You know the performance artists, uh, the actors, out uh, the actresses, the the musicians. So I just had a predisposition um, based upon my my upbringing. So I guess that would be the best way to describe it. So I, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up. But before we close, we are gonna ask our one last question. <laughs> so. <laughs> Is there a difference in intimacy um, <laughs> or your sexual experience that you have with your um, partner? And y'all don't have to answer, but it's a fun question. Oh, we'll answer. <laughs> Be as real as possible because right. we want to know. Inquirements, we have, I have an experience outside, right. of the, <laughs> outside of our race. So I really would love to know. <laughs> um. Um, I feel, I'm not going to give anything away, but I feel like there's a difference in between uh, what people are open to sexually as it has to do with uh, races. And so there's this generalization, whether it's true or not, that a lot of men, uh, black men, are hyper-masculine. And so they might be more reticent to try things that would threaten that in bed. And so I found in my dating experiences that, uh, you know, you open yourself up to people who find sexual pleasure in a myriad of ways uh, when you open yourself up to different races, personally. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> uh, and, uh, and again, for me, like, I feel like my, you know, so I, you know, prior to moving to the DMV, I was, uh, I wasn't getting much of anything. I was getting no. <laughs> my sexual experiences have, and it's intimate experiences have been with, with black women um, maybe there's a sense that there's more sensuality or um, I don't want to you know make generalization of it but um, yeah and 
and open the, I don't know, and like, like, they like, you smell like Christmas. Like, you smell like, like, <laughs> Like, like, all these smell like, different. Like, all these, like, herb infused, you know, it's body butters. And like, it's, it's all sort of, and just, just like, just plushness <laughs> <laughs> and body proportions. Yeah. It's just the and best. <laughs> He's at all. Look at Like, like I was telling her, like, it's like on, you know, I think we both use dating apps a lot. Mm -hmm. And what I noticed was, like, you know, not that anyone could just be reduced to, you know, a one to 10, you know, scale of attractiveness. But if, for the sake of this argument, you were, you know, the the average, you know, white girl that would, (laughs) that would match with me, let's say would be like, like a five. And like, like all the black women that would, Imagine me, we're like eight plus. And I'm like, myself is like maybe. I'm always dating up. It's so. punching above that weight class. Like, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, and so, yeah, maybe at this point I form some of the preference, but just mm-hmm. other than obviously the emotional or cultural aspects, definitely physically and mm-hmm. intimacy. It's, it's fantastic. <laughs> I would never go back. I mean, that's <laughs> I, I, I would never go back. <laughs> we appreciate your honesty. <laughs> Alicia and John. Uh, they're funny. Um, I would say that it changed for the aspect of, I think that whenever you, you know, previously being with black men, they kind of care more about themselves and, and now that I'm with a white guy, I feel like he cares more about me. So mm-hmm. it's nice because it's kind of a, it's a, it's an experience, you know, versus it just being into sex or whatever, you know, it is intimacy. That's the way that I feel about it. And um, so in that aspect, I think that it is a difference. And I try to encourage everybody, like maybe I should just switch to the other side just for like a time or two, just to figure out, you know, what I figured out. <laughs> she said just to figure out what well, I figured out. out. <laughs> Your turn, John. Um, I feel like sexually wise, I am more close when I like with her. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I don't know. It's a weird question. He's <laughs> <laughs> shy. I'm very shy. So. Okay, John. Have you had a better experience with Alicia than you've had like in your past relationships? Like. Do you feel like, is it a different, like, do she smell different? Do she feel different? You can tell the truth. Yeah, (laughs) just be honest. I mean, she she does smell different because you guys, you know, all kinds of different lotion and stuff. But um, as far as, um, it is definitely better because I feel like we're more emotionally connected. Um, So it definitely is better in that sense and in other senses, which I don't want to go into. But uh, I'm not a dance. Yeah. Uh, work it. She has it. rhythm, rhythm in the bed. Right. <laughs> okay, we're out. Okay. <laughs> what about you, Joanna? <laughs> oh yeah, it's definitely different. It's not. It's not the same at all. Um, it's different because I feel you know with the different race or with the white guys you. The intimacy is different. It's more connected. It's more open. You don't mm-hmm. feel like you're, you know, there's so much expression. There's so much words. It's just, it's different. It feels different. It feels softer. Yeah. I'm, I'm far know, more like, committed to the prospect of making her happy. Mm-hmm. Yes, so maybe that's know, it. And and it's, uh-huh. I, I do think it's different. It's different. I, it's not all about the macho, you know, strong guy. He's more... At the right time, he's he, he's you know sweet and soft when he needs to be, and he's supportive and strong for me when he needs to be. Um, sex wise, yeah, totally different. That they is not the same at all. Yeah, in a good way. I um I think this goes back to my predilections. Um, uh, and couple that with an emotional connection. Yes. You you can't have something like that with someone that you don't connect with. That's mm-hmm. true. And uh, because my predilections 
you know, drew me towards her. I have that already innate, uh, I guess, hypersensitivity to her, to her body, to her, to her presence. And so you couple that with, um, you know, she's the, the mother of my wonderful children. She is a beautiful person inside and out. Uh, yep, that does it. That's all you need. I think that's my, that's, uh, that's the way I see it. So, yes. Oh, yeah. this show has been so fun. <laughs> Thank you, I guys. I just want to point out one thing real quick. Um, uh, just a little side note. This is a very small world. Okay. Uh, Camille, you're one of my Facebook friends. Are we really? Uh-oh. Bill Michelle? Yeah. Gray? Yeah. Yep. Wow, just put my whole government name. I'm sorry. Oh, that's really cool. It is a very small world. separation. I know. It's a musical event. Like nine years ago. Cool. Oh, wow. huh. That's what's up. <laughs> also, real quick, one thing I before you guys were talking about uh, families if, if uh, you know parents accept each other, uh, and I found, uh, and this has been sort of the case, I think, with all, for the most part, all the uh, you know relationships I've been in, um, their family has always been like overwhelmingly uh, accepting and supportive, and and you know, I mean, Camille's family very quickly you know invited me to. to Easter dinners, yeah, uh, and yeah. yeah, various holidays and get-togethers, yeah. and you know, black holidays. That's been a, a good, a grand old time. Yeah, <laughs> her brothers are funny. Her mom is funny. Her mom's hilarious. Her mom is letting me work on my car that's in pieces in her driveway. Uh-huh, yeah, so nice, <laughs> very welcome. Nice. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining our episode. We really appreciate you guys coming on and sharing your experience with us from the newly, um, the new couples to the older couples and sharing your experiences with each other and just being open and honest with us. We really appreciate it. Yes, we do. Our pleasure. Thanks for having us. We appreciate your candidness. Yes. <laughs> Bye. So, um, do you guys have uh, any social media that you guys want to give out? So, any if anyone wants to follow you, we can put it in here. The we show can put notes. it in the show notes. Uh, yeah. Do you want us to say it, or can it, the yeah, email you, suffice? Okay, you can just say it. Um, so, I'm a mus- I'm a DMV musician. My band's name is New and New E X, and you can follow us at We Are New uh, on Instagram and We Are New dot com. W E A R E N U E X. Awesome, Camille. Uh, I'm a cinematographer slash video producer slash editor slash other thing photographer. Uh, my uh, Instagram handle is uh, Media. If you want to follow me, it's F as in Frank I B. So like a liar. Fibmedia.com. Or no, Fib. Yeah, well, Fibmedia is my Instagram. Yes, that. <laughs> Go that. Thank. And anybody else want to give out their social media? Or did you guys want to announce that information? Uh, we're not that popular, but if y'all, <laughs> we might need to look at y'all social, y'all social media because we got a wedding coming up and we need a photographer. <laughs> Good, to Good to know. Good to know. Send me an email. But you can. But they're in. Time. I guess uh, Texas underscore Bama. Okay, John, you want to give up yours? He is me. Okay. <laughs> I know that's real, girl. <laughs> I understand that. Okay, yeah. Um, I, 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 um, I need to real estate here in Maryland. So, absolutely, I would want to give up my. Um, what do I give up now? Your, your website. Go with that one. Website? No, Facebook. Facebook page. So you can look me up on um, Joan Alex. Joan McLaughlin. Can you spell it just for our listeners? Yeah, it's J-O-A-N. McLaughlin is M-C-L-A-U-G-H-L-I-N. Yes. I am not so big on Instagram. I need to fix that. You do. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Facebook for now. And she owns my Facebook account, so. (laughs) 
Yes. <laughs> well, I'm good. For those who are listening, um, our audience, you can contact us on our email. It's at podcast at OELshow.com. Our social media, you can follow us on IG at OELshow. And our Facebook is on everyone's lips. That's with an apostrophe S. You can also um, get notes for this show um, at OELshow.com backslash the episode number. This episode is episode 18. You can contact the feedback hotline at 571 206 8292 there you can give us feedback on previous episodes you can give us new topic ideas and if you have something that you would like to discuss with us or you would like us to uh, do a show on you can send your suggestions there and do so anonymously um, please subscribe to our podcast on everyone's lips that's with an apostrophe s on itunes podcast spotify google play and other platforms that you may consume podcasts you can also catch us on the true radio network under blogtalkradio.com please give us a rating five star ratings are very much appreciated but all honest feedback is welcome Yes. Once again, thank you all for joining us. This has been a great conversation. And I think, ladies, we answered the question. Love is really blind. Yes. (laughs) And uh, we enjoyed you all. Until we meet again, live well, laugh often, and love much. Bye-bye.